Hello, this is Eric Boyce, CEO and Chief Investment Officer for BK Wealth Consulting, and welcome to Market Minutes for October 25th of 2021. Welcome, everybody. Hope you had a great week. Um, as we get started this week, we get to talk a little bit about earnings. Uh, we're fairly uh, early on in the earnings season. We're, uh, this is going to be a big week uh, for reports. Uh, obviously, we still have more uh, conversation about inflation and expectations are kind of building for what 2022 is going to look like and beginning to see a little bit of uh, a movement uh, here in interest rates as we've also seen some movements in commodities uh, and uh, we had a little bit of uh, economic data. So let's uh, get into it, uh, shall we? So uh, on the equity side, uh, equities gained for the third consecutive week. S&P 500 t- touched a a new all-time high, uh, and so it really kind of put that 5% drawdown uh, in the rearview mirror that we saw a couple of weeks ago. So markets have kind of plowed pretty much straight through this whole issue of the Federal Reserve contemplating uh, raising rates and also curbing its asset prices. Uh, It's still pretty early. Profit margins for the S&P 500 are holding up. Uh, We do have uh, some reports in now from the third quarter earnings season, and we're getting some decent feedback on that regard. Um, Now, uh, we do have lingering supply chain uh, inflation uh, that, again, tied to a lot of the supply chain choke points, commodity choke points, so on and so forth. So earnings overall for the S&P 500 is expected to grow 32% year over year. Uh, and uh, again, we'll monitor these earnings reports. Uh, and typically, what we've seen in recent quarters has been kind of a, a lower mark in, in earnings expectations that have been exceeded, uh, both uh, you know uh, by, by by pretty much the entire set of sectors. Uh, and we've also seen some beats on the sales side as well. If we kind of shift our attention to fixed income. Short-term rates continue to rise. We've seen a noticeable rise in the two-year U.S. Treasury, uh, and expectations for inflation are picking up a little bit. So that's driving up uh, pricing a bit as, um, you know, Federal uh, Reserve rate hikes seem to become, you know, more um, more in the mix for perhaps later on uh, next year. In fact, uh, the the probability is increasing to like 75% that we'll have two rate hikes next year, perhaps one in kind of the August, uh, late summer time frame, and another one uh, late in the year. So uh, as, as it were, the 10-year Treasury really is up about 72 basis points for the year. It's about 1.6. Uh, and uh, the 30-year Treasury is about 2.1%. Now, the two-year has moved up about 33 basis points for the year, but it's moved up 18 basis points really in just the last month. So that's pretty profound. Uh, And so we'll have to watch that. We're seeing a little bit of curve flattening uh, in the sense that the two year is rising uh, and uh, markets are beginning to kind of see inflation as a little bit more of a two to three year phenomenon. And we've actually seen a pickup in uh, consumer expectations for inflation uh, over the next uh, two to three year timeframe as well. Uh, Crude prices uh, up, up about 1.8%. Uh, we've got the WTI crude at about uh, 83, almost $84 a barrel. Uh, we've got more uh, expect, uh, higher expectations for demand. 
with uh, still some limitations on supply following the hurricane shut-ins and whatnot. So we're seeing some price pressure there on the crude side. Uh, Brent crude, uh, again, up, up you know, 65 70% for the year. Natural gas is up considerably for the year, over 100%, even though it's down about 10% for the month. We're heading kind of into the winter season where uh, gas-powered heating is going to be more of a concern, so we want to watch that. Uh, gold prices, uh, $17.96 an ounce. That's down about 5.3% for the year, up about 2.3% for the month. So as we kind of look at that, you know, commodity basket, we still see some pressures in various levels, uh, you know, but gold continues to pretty much languish below, you know, where I think a, a model based on real rates would suggest it, it should be. Uh, and, and so gold's in a little bit of a funk right now. Uh, economic data, we did have some uh, housing starts uh, data. Uh, we did have a about a 1.6% drop in units uh, in housing starts and uh, really kind of not quite clear whether higher interest rates uh, and or higher construction costs have really played a, a part in that. And I assume it probably did to some limited extent, but we just have a hard time kind of getting arms around what the impact of that is. So we also did have a decline in building permits, uh, but you know these are coming off you know very high level. So I don't necessarily worry about the permit side. I, I do know that um, you know that, that, that overall we're, we're in a deficit for housing stock, and so we're going to have to um, uh, you, you know monitor data. But I do feel like the housing is in fairly solid footing. So uh, existing home sales jumped 7%. Uh, we saw some strong response there. And home prices uh, eased for the third month in a row. Again, coming off these peak levels. So we're still seeing upward momentum uh, to some degree, but not at the same pace. So the rate of change is certainly slowing uh, now. And industrial production was down a little bit, just over a percent in September. Uh, we did have some uh, declines in energy output for the month, and so that had something to do with that. Um, we had Hurricane Ida, and then uh, jobless claims uh, were down last week to 290,000, which is a new expansion low. Uh, so as we get into uh, the earnings season, uh, talking about talking about that, you know, we already mentioned you know, we're looking for a, a pretty strong response in earnings, 32 to 35%. Uh, in fact, through Wednesday of last week, 99 uh, of the S&P 500 constituents have reported, and only 10 of those companies missed their forecast, and 75% actually exceeded their forecasts, and so um, uh, exceeded their sales forecasts, I should say. So, And the ones that beat their forecasts uh, were... Uh, gained an average of about 1.6. So we're, we're actually seeing some really strong early reports and earnings. And I think some of the things that we're going to need to focus on for next year is our earnings expectations a little too high. And we know that the economic cycle growth rate has probably peaked. But next year, we continue to see expansion on the horizon unless there's a really profound policy mistake, you know, raising rates far too early, so on and so forth, like we are seeing a little bit in the UK right now, uh, where they're pondering rate increases and, 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 and uh, 
you know, where we've seen EU make a mistake in the past where they raised rates too soon and actually sent the European Union several years ago right back into recession. So, uh, you know, obviously we want to make sure we don't have a policy mistake, but the overall backdrop is far less uh, robust than it is this year, but at least next year it's it's still looking positive. So uh, we get a lot of uh, technology reports this week, and, and those have been kind of the leaders uh, again, we've seen a lot of stocks in the S&P 500 that have actually had 10% drawdowns this year, uh, but we've had such a strong response in technology stocks really in pockets, various pockets of time this year, uh, and in a low interest rate world, uh, they perform very well. Now, what we have to watch out for with uh, technology stocks is when rates uh, begin to move higher and there's kind of a clear path of uh, of rate increases that that could change the calculus for that uh, for technology stocks volatility uh, continues to remain low even though we've seen certain days of, of kind of outsized uh, trading which is really interesting uh, 18 month low as a matter of fact uh, really uncanny frankly uh, and then uh, let's see we still see a volatile China uh, market and some emerging markets, uh, you know, talking about energy, uh, you know, we, we were as high as, we didn't close as high, uh, but, you know, we hit like, we were over $85 uh, a barrel. And according to Sandy Leeds in his column, this is the longest winning streak uh, with, with oil having increased for nine consecutive weeks this is the longest winning streak uh, in that category since 1999. And um, so uh, very interesting. And just kind of getting down to interest rates, you know, uh, Treasury inflation protection is at negative 0.95% break-even inflation right now. Based on the 10-year tip is about 2.62. And as I already mentioned, we have consumer inflation expectations uh, for inflation of almost 4%. Uh, in fact, slightly more than that over three years. So we do have expectations that are kind of priced, being priced into the market to some degree. Uh, and um, and then obviously there's a lot going on in Washington right now with regard to the tax uh, proposals uh, and the spending proposals. And we really just don't know how that's going to play out right now. Uh, we are looking at perhaps a smaller tax increase proposal coming out of the Democratic uh, caucus uh, this week. Uh, we've got the spending bill that looks like it's being downsized somewhat. And uh, then, uh, you know, and then we're seeing some changing sentiment with regard to like corporate interest rates and individual interest rates and really more of a focus on that ultra high net worth uh, category. But um, yeah, but, but inflation will be something that we want to, that we'll be talking a lot about over the next uh, three months as we head into 2022. The break-even inflation rate I mentioned was 2.6, and it was 2.3 in September. So that's clearly moved up, uh, and uh, we'll have to... Uh, uh, we'll have to follow that. So, and we know that uh, just kind of scatter shooting here, um, you know, prices for consumer goods were up 9% year over year and services were up 3%. Consumer prices 
uh, in, in uh, used car prices are up 24% year-over-year. Price of food consumed in the home is up 4.5% year-over-year. Uh, and wage growth, interestingly enough, even though it has picked up, it's only tw- up 2.9% uh, from the kind of the, the, the last you know, trailing five-year average. So uh, inflation was lower than that during during the last five years. But right now what we're seeing is uh, wage growth that's not necessarily uh, keeping pace uh, in some, uh, some cohorts, uh, particularly in the upper uh, cohorts uh, with overall inflation. Um, but um, yeah, in fact, you know, we're, we're seeing almost uh, not quite a full percentage point uh, gap between hourly pay increases and where the CPI is right now. So uh, purchasing power, you know, will be begin to get restored when we see uh, hourly pay exceed inflation. And of course, right now we've got a lot of, uh, tra- we do have transitory inflation with regard to uh, the supply chain choke points, that will work itself out. But we are seeing wages rise, and those that type of inflation as long as well as rent uh, inflation will be somewhat sticky. Uh, and so I do think, as I've mentioned time and time again, that inflation will settle out at a point higher than what we've been used to. Uh, labor remains strong, uh, and uh, we, uh, as I mentioned. Industrial production was down a little bit, uh, but it's still up almost 5% year over year. Don't really worry too much about uh, uh, industrial production. Uh, we, it looks like companies are investing again, so I would expect productivity to increase. And anytime you have increase in productivity, it tends to dampen your inflation expectations. So, you know, as much as we talk about inflation, there are levers that will kind of offset, uh, perhaps, uh, and... Um, so I'm 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 still remain optimistic. Uh, volatility being as low as it is is very surprising to me, and uh, uh, you know we're back at all time highs. So we've recovered, as I mentioned at the outset, uh, the um, uh, the uh, drop, uh, uh, the five percent uh, you know market correction that we've seen, uh, and. Um, but but I do think heading into the end of the year, you know, there, there's a uh, probably a, a, a bias for markets to perhaps increase if consumer spending is fairly strong. Uh, but the only issue with consumer spending heading into the holiday season is is there going to be enough product on the shelves because of the supply chain uh, and uh, shipping uh, problems that we've seen. Uh, but uh, but anyway, well, we will uh, certainly. Uh, spend a lot of time on the earnings reports this week. We'll get back with you next week and kind of give you some thoughts on how the earnings season is shaping up after we get through a lot of technology reports. A lot of the index is going to report this week, so we'll have a lot of feedback from management, their thoughts on inflation, their thoughts on the uh, supply chain issues, uh, so on and so forth. So um, that will do it for the uh, commentary this week. Hope you have a great week on behalf of the entire team at BKA. Uh, Look forward to talking to you again soon. Take care. Bye-bye.